0: Welcome to the Business Advisor Podcast. Brought to you by the Business Advisor Academy, this podcast is dedicated to helping business professionals create, sell, and deliver high impact and high value business advisory services. Now, let me introduce you to your host today, Amanda C. Watts. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm excited to share with you the why, the how, and the where to create a tribe or a community to have people recommend you and refer you and even have lots of them buy from you. Not creating a community around your advisory practice can lead to several significant problems impacting both short-term performance and the long-term sustainability of your firm. Let me explain what I mean and what will happen if you don't have one. I'm going to use the analogy of a party, and I want you to imagine your advisory brand as a party. Without a community, it's like throwing a party where guests can come once, have a decent time, but don't feel compelled to return for the next one. A community, however, turns these guests into friends who look forward to coming back, bringing others with them, and even helping out. They might even do the washing up. This is friendship or, as we call it, customer loyalty. Now, if you don't have a community, a brand misses out on this customer loyalty advantage. Loyal clients not only buy more, but they also become your brand's cheerleaders, telling others how great your products or services are. Without this, a brand has to work much harder to keep clients coming back. One of the great things about fostering a community is that it's really good for free marketing. So what I'm going to do is continue with the party example so I can share how this might work. So let's talk about those friends that come to your party. Well, they get talking and they tell everyone how good your parties are. That's what happens when you have a brand community. Your clients start talking about your brand on social media to their friends and in online forums All for free. They become your brand cheerleaders. Without a community, your advisory brand loses this powerful, cost-effective marketing force. You miss out on the chance to reach new customers through the most trusted form of advertising. Word of mouth. I used the power of communities when I ran something called the Corporate Escape Club in London. My first ever event had about 20 people come to it. And as the months went on, it grew and grew until it reached a staggering 200 people showing up every month to this corporate escape community. And here's the thing. It grew because people posted about the community on social media and they told their other corporate friends. Now, this was an offline, in-person, face-to-face community that I grew. Let me give you another example of an online community I grew. During lockdown, I created a massive Facebook community of around 5,000 accountants, CPAs and bookkeepers. And when one thinks of community, they think of a group of people, often face-to-face or in a town or a village or a football club, for example. However, you can create a community just with your LinkedIn or Instagram profile if you do it well. And in fact, I've now created a community around my podcast podcast. I have people recommending my podcast to others and reaching out to me on social media every single day because of the content I create here, the content you are listening to right now. And for many of you, this probably isn't the first podcast episode that you've listened to, which leads me to another point. And this is all about if you do not have a community, you can lose touch with what your audience really needs. Imagine trying to plan your next party without knowing what your friends enjoyed about the last one. Without a community giving you feedback, it's like planning in the dark. Communities are great for getting honest, detailed feedback directly from your most engaged clients and your audience. They tell you what they love, what they don't love, and what they wish you offered. This information is gold for making your products and services better and staying ahead of the competition. Without it, it is so easy to lose touch with what is really wanted and needed in the marketplace, and this can badly damage the growth of your advisory offering. I can share with you today that when I had a community, Facebook group, in 2019, it was all about getting clients, and it did okay. It got a few people join it every single week, but then when COVID hit, my community exploded because I listened to what was going on in the market, and I made sure that my Facebook community group gave the direct value to accountants to help them navigate the COVID business landscape. My community grew overnight with people recommending it and referring it. About 18 months ago, the community went quiet. Sadly, as a leader, I stopped showing up so much, and I had to pick up where I put my energy. And as my energy was limited due to ill health, I had to put my focus on making sure that my client community thrived. So I focused on keeping my client community thriving, but I had to take a step back from the general wider community. This actually meant that some of the people were wondering where they could get that sense of community, as it was no longer in my Facebook group, and they migrated to other communities around accounting. And these things happen for a reason. And I'm so glad now that it did happen. I needed the space to think about what was the best way forward for me to grow a community. And also, I had the time to think about this podcast that I have now launched. And I feel that this podcast totally forms one piece of the puzzle. That being said, watch this space as we're looking at bringing back an online group community in the near future. But more about that another time. So today's podcast is going to be a deep dive into what I've learned about creating a community and what I suggest you do to create yours. If you want to have a bunch of raving fans that tell others about what you do, then a community is 100% the answer. First of all, you need to remember that it can take time to get traction. A community can be as small as three people loving you and hanging with you all the way through to millions of people adoring you. Whilst we probably won't create a community like Taylor Swift, we can create a much raved about community in the corner of our own little world. The communities I've run as a business owner have grown. They've then shrunk. They've grown and shrunk. They've been engaged. They've been not engaged. And it's all because of how I have shown up. A community needs you to be the leader and be present one day your community might run by itself but in all honesty it needs you to be the lifeblood otherwise it can die very quickly when you create a community you build raving fans these raving fans help you elevate your message and get it to a wider audience These raving fans will tell you how you are positively impacting them and their lives and they will be grateful that you are part of their journey. It's such a nice feeling to help people and I love being a community leader. I have really enjoyed my time that I have spent creating this podcast and sharing information and value. And that's the thing, it is all about doing good things for good people. But The downside of having a community is that it is a responsibility. And if you take that responsibility lightly and not show up for your community, you're going to upset those people. And the people who rely on you will be left high and dry, and they're going to miss you. There is the possibility that if you fail to keep up your community, you will lose trust with your tribe, and this will do you brand damage. So my first piece of advice around creating a community is once you decide to do it, commit to it. I committed to the Corporate Escape Club community for two years, and when we finished the events, it didn't fizzle out. We went out with a bang, and it was the right time to go. My Facebook group naturally went quiet when I stopped bringing my energy, sadly because I had no energy left to bring. A community thrives on energy, and without it, your community will feel like tumbleweed across a desert. This is my second piece of advice. Bring energy to your group. If you're going to create a community around you and your practice, you need to step up and strongly lead that community. You will need to create and embody the ethos of the group and guide its growth and foster a space so people can feel valued and heard. Whether you're thinking of creating an offline community, an online group, or even build a community around a podcast or your Facebook personal profile, you have to get clear on what you stand for. You need a set vision, And if you're wondering what the Business Advisor podcast is truly all about, then go and check out episode one called The Game of Being a Business Advisor. It shares my vision for this podcast. And so that you have a vision, you have to have followers that share in that vision and share the dream and understand that everyone in that community is working towards that shared vision. The vision of this community, the podcast, is a freedom practice a practice full of advisory clients that love you and what you do and pay you handsomely for your value. It is adding 500K in advisory services with only 10 hours a week in client delivery. It's halving your working hours and doubling your income. It's highly achievable and what my community is working towards. My current community for non-clients is this podcast. And as I mentioned earlier, we're gonna be creating a new online community group soon. And no, it will not be on Facebook. I also have a client community, and this is something I recommend you all set up. My client community is something so special that sometimes it brings me to tears. An example of this is just before Christmas, when we had our last group call in Momentum, I ended up crying in front of everyone. Not sobbing, like not, oh my gosh, Um, but it was like my eyes welled up. And if I'd been sobbing, that might have been a bit weird and a bit creepy. But Tears came to my eyes because I was so proud of everyone and what they created last year. And when I shared it with them, we all had this massive feeling of connection and we had all worked so hard and diligently for that year. And it was all about being proud. And we came together in that moment. Having a client community is a wonderful thing for both you and your clients. And the principles are the same. When you create a community, you give members a chance to connect directly with your business on a personal level, which helps build meaningful relationships over time. This is because you provide them with a space to share their experiences, which helps them build trust as they gain more confidence in your brand. In turn, they will feel like they have more of a personal relationship with it and with you, which helps create a stronger bond between you and your potential advisory clients. So the reason why most people think of creating a non-client-based community is for the possibility of lead generation. And it can be an important factor within having a successful sales funnel. Now, for some of you, you're not actually going to understand what I mean by the term sales funnel. So here we go. A sales funnel is basically a pre Designed series of steps you get your prospects to go through. It's the start of your client or your customer journey and the beginning of your sales funnel. It gets your audience as strangers and then with each interaction that a potential client has with each stage of your sales funnel, they get to know, like and trust you. And as they move through the different stages of the funnel, they eventually become a client. Now, I'm going to cover sales funnels actually in another episode soon. I think that would be super valuable for you. So as having a sales funnel set up in your advisory firm can be a game changer, it doesn't have to be convoluted or complicated. Okay, so now let's get back to the community thing. A sales funnel is a part of a community funnel. So a community can drive people to be in your world. And then what will happen is they'll book a call with you to buy your advisory services. By the time they've hung out in your community for a while, they're going to know, like, and trust you, as I said. And then when they talk to you, they're already a fan and they want to buy from you. So it gets rid of that icky sales call that you have as well because that sales call just becomes a conversation. You find out if you're a good fit for them, you find out if they're a good fit for you, and then you get clients. So I've gone deep into why you need a community and now you should really totally understand why you need to create one. As you will know, creating a community around you and your firm is a blooming great idea. So let's map out the steps to create one. As with everything I share with you here on the podcast, we have to start with your ideal client, your ideal client for your community. Who do you actually want to create a community for? Now, it doesn't have to be a specific industry niche, but they must, and I mean must, all have the same vision that you have. That vision can be anything you want it to be. For me, my community is all about freedom. First and foremost, it's about time and financial freedom. My community is also about breaking free from the traditional way of doing things. It's about the power of being a thought leader and giving advice to clients and transforming lives. But these are all secondary to the initial vision, which is freedom. So when you set up your community, what does it stand for and who does it stand for? Get these two things straight in your mind and then you can get to work starting your community. One of the most common places to start an official online community is using Facebook groups. But in all honesty, they're a pain in the butt most of the time for community owners. The members don't see the information, information gets lost, members don't get notified, and it can be like tumbleweed most of the time. It's just not owner-friendly, unless you use the at everyone tag. I don't know if anyone's ever gone through that, but that is the most annoying thing. As a community owner, you feel icky using it, and as someone in a community, when you get tagged, at everyone unless that post is the most valuable thing you've ever read you just feel a bit annoyed by it so that's why i don't love facebook groups very much i'm not saying don't have one i'm just saying it's not necessarily the best and actually my favorite online community platform is something called school.com school.com is spelled dot com. it's owned by a guy called sam ovens And as I'm recording this, the infamous content creator Alex Hormosey has now invested in the school platform. It's on school.com that we run our client communities. And this is where I'm thinking of launching my public community too. So watch this space. And in all transparency, I love School.com so much that I'm affiliate for it. So if you want to join, please do use my affiliate link, which I'm going to post in the show notes. If you do decide to give it a go, they have a 14-day free trial. But as I say, use my link in the show notes. If you're looking at building a community for people in their 20s, then use something like Discord. That's a really good place to create a community. You could also have WhatsApp group, which is free Mighty Networks is another, and actually we use something called Slack for our in-house team community. And there's another thing, right, and I haven't actually spoken about it, but actually a community is great to have for your staff members. So community is what gets people to come together And then when they have like this common goal and this common vision, they really feel like they're part of something. And if you think about, and I haven't spoken about this in the the podcast, but if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, one of the things that we really want right at the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is community. And if you can give someone that feeling of safety and security and belonging, which is what a community gives you, then people are going to stay with you for a long time. So having a really good team community will also help you attract the best team members and help you keep the best team members. So now that you're clear on different options for communities, I would actually just go and Google or use an AI platform to ask for which are the best and the prices. I asked ChatGPT to give me me its best list of online communities and pricing, and it spat out a great list of the top 10 in seconds. And it gave me the price of it and the advantages of each community and who should use which one. But my advice is as I say, use school.com for client and audience communities. It's the most intuitive platform I've ever used. And I believe it will replace the likes of Kajabi and Thinkific for courses and memberships too, because you can also use it for running courses and memberships. As I mentioned earlier, a community doesn't just start and thrive. It needs a leader and that will have to be you. You can't outsource running a community. You can't hand it off to a marketing agency and hope they build it on your behalf. You need to have a strong reason to start the community and then you need to lead it fearlessly to get the group to participate in the vision and the mission. But you do not need to lead it alone. You can get help and support with community managers and customer support. Your community will need content. So when you launch it, think about how you're going to attract people to your community. Are you going to be educating people in your community, using it for sharing ideas and starting conversations? Are you going to use it to support another part of your business and enhance a connection between your clients? This clarity on what you're going to put in your community will enable you to be consistent and not confuse people or have the community die before it's even taken off. Building an online community has become a really powerful business model and McKinsey Consulting identify the community flywheels as the best growth for a business tactic. A community flywheel is like a sales funnel. It follows this flow. People are attracted to the vision and the mission of the group. They join and become members. Each member gets value from other members. They achieve things they didn't think possible and then they become ambassadors and bring in more people. It's word of mouth on steroids. And here's the thing. Communities can be free. They can be a few thousand dollars a month or they can be thousands of dollars a month. It's your business. It's your rules. The community is your playground and you can decide who is allowed to play in it and the price for playing your games. According to the Mighty Networks uh, community, their owners charge an average of $48 a month and have a thousand members in them. That's $48,000 a month through the community alone. Having your own community is not something to be overlooked and if it fits with your goals and brings you towards them, you should be doing it. So let's recap what I've gone through today so far. One, a community is a good thing to create as I have already said they help you start a movement and can shift thinking and shape ideas. Two, if you're going to start a community, commit to it. It's not something that can be done half-heartedly. Three, have a vision, a mission for the community. There must be something about that community that creates followers. Four, a community can be a group of community of people. Whilst Facebook groups are a good community, you can also create a community around a podcast or a social media profile if you do it well. And then five, decide what you want to say in your community. Are you educating, starting discussions? Be clear. Once you have this in place, you need to launch your community and shout about it. And when you shout about it, you have to shout about it from the rooftops. You don't want your community to be the world's best-kept secret. And when people join your community, make sure you welcome them. If it's an online community, give them a virtual hug, appreciate your members, and they're going to return that appreciation with loyalty and advocacy. And if you're fearful and think no one will join your community, well, this fear is what makes you human. You might have fear such as, what if I share my community and no one joins? What if it's too much work for me? What if people are too busy and don't want to try something off Facebook? For example, if you're going to try school.com. It's normal to have some fear around offering a new community. It makes you human. But here is what I've learned watching hundreds of thousands of successful online communities thrive. The probability that any of these things will happen is low. If anything, with the right strategy and the right software platform in your corner, you can create a community so valuable that you can charge for it, and so well designed, it essentially runs itself. The key things up front to embrace is experimentation, stay curious, and reframe the fears into a fun puzzle to solve. This isn't a single thing you're going to be doing in building your online community that someone else hasn't faced before you and overcome. Your mindset is going to make all the difference. Finally, if you want to know what's working, you can ask your members. There's a reason you've built the safety and trust in your community. And if you've listened closely, you know the number of times I've said the word community in this short podcast. Let me know and I'll send you a jar of jelly beans. Thank you for listening. Have a good day or night, wherever you are. Thank you for listening to the Business Advisor Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow or subscribe, share this podcast and leave a rating and review. To discover more about how you can confidently build an advisory offer into your practice that your clients and prospects won't say no to, we invite you to join Amanda on her next webinar, How to Launch and Scale Your Advisory Offering. Join her by visiting businessadvisoracademy.com forward slash webinar. See you soon.